Home construction is booming way above expectations. Plus, a new survey shows Americans are falling well short of what they think they need to retire. And are two tech juggernauts going head-to-head in the steel cage? Your market moment starts now. Welcome to this week's Market Moment. I'm Lee Mackey here with John Markfeld and Eli Freeman. Mm-hmm. Guys, how are you doing? Doing great. Yeah, good weekend? Great weekend. Not as good as yours. You had a fantastic we had, weekend. We had a good weekend. Mm-hmm. We had a good but weekend. a great weekend. Highlights? Nothing. Which is in and Which of itself <laughs> a highlight. <laughs> a great weekend. I played. I tried to play golf and it failed miserably. So You know, we played yeah. Saturday. You played mm-hmm. Friday. Mm-hmm. Man, it's hot. Yeah, it's too hot to play golf. It's, it is it, unless you get out there early it's in the morning or you get a late afternoon. But even then, it's pretty stifling. Mm-hmm. But you know, I played okay. You know, just enough decent shots to make you want to come back and play again. Right. But it's golf is a frustrating mm-hmm. sport. Golf's hard. You know, we we got a quote this weekend for uh, kitchen renovation. Yeah. So we're looking to <laughs> to update and renovate our kitchen, full gut and remodel. And are you saying that? To and say that you will no longer be playing golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no more golf rounds for yeah. me. Especially because, and I was surprised by this, the plumber quote. Hefty? Hefty. And I, I talked with the general contractor, and he said, we've seen plumber costs just triple. Really? So I don't know if that has anything to do with what we're talking about today. It does yeah. not. But, man, that goes to something that yeah, I've had conversations with friends and you know people in education about how there is such a need mm-hmm. for those skilled yes. workers, You know whether it's a welder, exactly. an electrician, plumbers. They're so, in demand. So if you're listening to this and you're a high schooler, like, Many of and, our and, listeners. And somebody is saying yeah. that you must go to college. You don't. Don't have. Don't believe them. No. Right. No. You can make a lot of money in these skilled positions because there are there is a demand definitely, mm-hmm. and there's nobody going to do it. Like yeah. to your point. Yeah. We're pushing everybody to go to college, and college is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that you know yeah. trade schools are, you know, full. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it was a good weekend. Yeah. Weather's hot. We uh, celebrated my wife's uh, retirement. From um, Rogers Public Schools. And How so, many years was she? You know, we figured it up. She was in all 33 years in education from the time she graduated college until uh, last Friday. Um, and I think 20... That's amazing. 22, That's amazing. 23 here in um, in Rogers. No, I'm wrong. I don't know. Mid-20s. <laughs> if she's listening, she'll be very disappointed. <laughs> but um, No, she shouldn't be. You you did you did very good. We surprised her, her with yeah. a, a retirement dinner party, and yeah. it, it, it was a Big great fun. weekend. So, And the most important part was we got to see our granddaughter. Our new granddaughter oh, was right. here in northwest Arkansas, so we got to love on her for a few days. So anyway, back to uh, the subject at hand. The major indices ended slightly down last week, breaking a streak of several weeks in the positive um, column. The S&P was down a little over 1%. Trading this week has started off relatively flat. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a little uncertainty in the markets um, over what transpired in Russia over the weekend. I mean, was that the craziest news? You know, on Saturday, I'm playing golf, and yeah. I'm getting these headlines. Revolution. That this, that this mercenary group is, you know, attacking military bases in Russia. Yeah. And, and then... You know, I expected this vehemently angry Putin to come out right. and find out that he's killed this guy. And nope, nope. They just a slap on the wrist. And, uh, you know, let's go on your merry way and leave the country. 
I mean, what'd you, what'd you take of that? I think it's quite crazy. I, I also think Ukraine uh, and that war that's ongoing that uh, has taken a little bit of advantage because Russia had to pull some troops out. Mm -hmm. So Ukraine has got a little more on the offensive side of that, which might have helped them. But it is shocking to me that Putin is lying down on this. I mean, I'm not sure what's, you know, we'll never know what goes on there because it'll never get out. The truth will never get out. But it is very strange, very interesting. Mm -hmm. I'd be shocked if that group uh, truly does have a peaceful resolution as they're making it out to be right now. But maybe, maybe so. I mean, you know, and, crazy. and I'm not a history scholar and I'm certainly not a geopolitical expert, but, you know, the oligarchy that is in Russia and it's and it's a group of men, really, right. that control the wealth and they just feed into Putin. And I've heard from people, you know, over the last 48 hours talking about it that there's no way he can not be damaged significantly right. politically within the Russian oligarchy. And so it'll be interesting to yeah, see, but I, I agree. I mean, if, if, if world leaders around the world are taking note, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a little chink in that armor to say the least. Yeah. Uh, U.S. home construction. Let's talk about it for a minute. New home construction blew past expectations in May. Which was shocking. There's nothing about this number that made sense. Up 22% from April, the largest percentage increase since 2016. A new survey from the National Association of Home Builders shows a very low inventory of existing homes continues to boost home builder sentiment. The average 30-year fixed mortgages, mortgage is below 6.5%, according to Zillow. Mm -hmm. Guys, it, Friday, no one saw this coming. It, what, what do you make of it, Eli? You know, if you go back a year and a half and you were to say to an individual, mortgage rates are going to double, home prices are either going to stay the same or in most markets continue to trend upwards on historical norms, people are going to be able to really barely afford homes, and yet home builders are going to increase at a rate that we've never seen since 2016. Yeah. I think someone would look at you and say, you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. So this was a shocking number. When it came out, every news media that I follow was posting it because it was a number that came out so strong. Well, and you were almost expecting for them to do a correction. Yeah. Like, okay, there was a misprint. Yeah. That, that was not the case. Um, John, what are, what are your thoughts? Oh, I think it is a unbelievable number. It goes against all the narratives of, of uh, you know, what we've been hearing, recession and this uh -huh. and that. I am the maybe the panel skeptic. And, I'm, and I say that, I, I think that you can't deny those numbers. It was the mm -hmm. largest monthly gain in number of homes started since January of 1990. Mm -hmm. It was the number of homes, number of homes under construction is hovering near highest level on record going back to 1970. So the, this is an amazing story. I'll give you mm -hmm. a couple of things that, that I think are, are helping this. Number one, rents have gone up dramatically um, since really last year, last 12 months, they have caught up. So during COVID, when rents were deflated a little bit, you know, they have gone, they've caught on fire. So so mm -hmm. to rent is now equivalent to own, right? Mm -hmm. So there's one thing helping home sales continue to be good and new homes continue to be built. Um, and I think that part of it is, I would say the most, the major contributor to that, in my opinion. Um, I do think the headwinds are there. Right. And I do think that if you go back to 2008, 2009, 2010, for about a four year stretch, when we didn't build homes, we fell behind. 
And we've been behind since 2012. We have not caught up to the amount of homes that are supposed to be built in our country to keep up with the demand. And it has not caught up and it still has not caught up. So you've got a lot of factors outside of just, is this a sign that, that we're going to miss a major economic downturn or whatever? And I'm hoping that's the case. Mm -hmm. I really hope this is one of those signs that gets us <clears throat> on that path. Uh, I am still skeptical about mm -hmm. it. But also, well, it is, a, um, it is yeah. one of the leading indicators. It is. Is new home builds starts what would be considered an economic process right. where once a home is built, then someone purchases the home and that spurs even more economic activity. They go and purchase furniture. They sell something. They, they, and then someone else moves into their o old home. Right. So it's just it's an economic activity and it's an indicator of what could be a, a good news moving forward. You know, and, and, you know, one of the things I, I think that <clears> – <throat> is causing this low inventory is, you know, you know, a few years ago, people moved for various reasons, but one of those reasons was to move up. Right. You know, I want a second home. I want to get a little bit bigger home because rates were so cheap. Historical mm -hmm. low. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. now, you know, I mean, I've always kind of thought it'd be nice to, you know, get another home or get a different home. But there's a lot of me's of the world mm -hmm. now saying, I'm good. No. You know, why would I trade my 2.9% mortgage yeah. for a 7.5% mortgage mm -hmm. or 7% mortgage? And so I think that is just compounding the problem. So you mentioned headwinds. Right. Eli, what do, you, what do you see as possible headwinds that would cause this number to kind of come back to more normal? Well, it would be what I would watch is days on market. Yeah. So Zillow, you can go and report what would be average days on markets. And I was listening to the chief economist in Zillow, this was last week, and she said, we still, and I, I, I'm fairly certain this was the quote, we still haven't reached what would be the 2019 average of days on markets. Hmm. So go back a year ago, days on market averaged, I think she said seven days. <laughs> so wow. people, crazy, were, yeah. people were buying within a week, something was listed. Right. Now we still haven't even reached pre-2019. Hmm. So as long as homes are still selling, if I'm a builder and I can make a good chunk of change every time I build and it sells within a month, yeah. well, I'm not stopping. Yeah. See, and I love the optimism from young Eli and I'm old John, right? Mm. <laughs> and old, I'm like, cranky, very John. old, cranky John. <laughs> and I used to be, the, I used to be, I, I, I wanted to be, I want to be an There optimist. needs to be a Johnny Cash song about no, I, I John. Want, yeah, I want <laughs> to be John. that way. But I look at it like, to your point, to me, a there are massive headwinds in this economy, not just for housing. And housing, that is a fantastic number. And again, we've had some things that have come in play that look really good. Mm -hmm. But I think to Lee's point, if the buyers in a buying market, in a, in a really robust housing market, which we had when interest rates fell to historical lows, not even buying market, but refi market, and just in general, that money, that dollars flowing back into the economy and so on. That is going to take a toll. You cannot raise rates from three percent to seven percent and not have a slowing. Sure, we are not seeing that yet, and I hope that doesn't happen. And I do hope that we brush on through this, and I hope the Fed can continue to do whatever voodoo they do to get this thing inflation in control and so on without any consequence to the economy, but. History tells me that is going to be hard to do. So I'm hopeful. Well, and I get signs like this, and it makes me feel like, okay, there is hope. You know, it's, it's numbers like this on Friday and the employment numbers that 
the people that think that there's going to be another raid hike or two, mm-hmm. this is their ammunition. Yeah, it is. You know, and it's, you know, and if it wasn't for probably the employment numbers and then a number like this, mm-hmm. you know, I think that the Federal Reserve has a lot of justification to say, you know what, we're going to sit back and, and be done. But they view these numbers yeah. and there is a fundamental inflationary issue that is still in our economy I, right it, to agree with old john <laughs> <laughs> i will say there was a statistic that came out uh, one of the economists that i follow for someone with a median income in america meeting meaning meaning right in the middle so mm-hmm. equal amount of people that make more equal amount of people that make less to purchase a median home it would take 40 percent of their income versus versus three years ago it was 28 percent okay. So almost half of a median income to purchase a median home. That's a, that's a that's a problem. That's a, a problem. Yeah, that is not going to end well. Um, and that yeah, that's a but. So I'm glad we he he had a point. Old and young come, come together, together. Come together. I, I try nice. and be amicable. That is nice. That is nice. All right, let's shift gears and uh, talk about <clears throat> retirement briefly. A new survey from Northwestern Mutual shows that Americans believe. They are going to need more than $1 million to retire, but most are nowhere near on track to hit that number. Guys, um, this survey that came out just uh, a few weeks ago, and in the same survey, all age groups that were surveyed, they all fell short of the $1 million <laughs> plus goal. Give me give you an example. On average, across all age group, they had set aside just under $90,000 for retirement. Number two... Woo. For those people in their 50s, so somewhere in that 15 to 20 years away, mm-hmm. they had set aside around 111000 For those people that are in their 60s, that really retirement's on Eminent. the doorstep. Yes. They're going to be forced to. <laughs> 112000 113000 yeah. is the average amount saved. And then for those people that were surveyed that were current retirement age, theoretically, in their 70s, they had saved a little under $114,000. The plans varied by age, retirement age. This is interesting. If you are in Gen Z, those people, Eli, Mm -hmm. you're in that group, aren't you? Represent. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Ages 24 and down, they plan to work until they're 60 years old. If you're in a millennial, um, that next age group between 25 and 40, they plan to work until they're 63. If you're a Gen Xer, like you and I, we plan on working until we're 100. <laughs> I'm kidding. Until we're 65. Old John's um, back. <laughs> old John is back. And if you're a baby boomer, your plan right now is to work to 71. So, so basically, as realization sets in, people start to say that they're going to retire later yeah. and later and later. Right. Exactly. You know, exactly. And this just you know this just goes to the importance of, of one, planning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of having some ideas of when you want to work. Yeah. You know, I think last year, or sorry, last week, I saw several different clients and prospects that were in probably each one of the age brackets. And some had planned and had saved and were way over Mm -hmm. planning or way on track for it. And then I had others that were way behind and, Mm -hmm. And so it, it, it goes to the importance of starting young. You know, I had a conversation with um, some people last week that are in their mid-20s, you know, married. They're making right. very good incomes, and 
I just told him, there's I said, not many hurdles. There, there aren't. And I, you know, I told no him, doubt. just like, you know, my oldest and his wife, I'm like, you know, do it while you can. You know, mm-hmm. more expenses will come. You know, more children will come. Learn to pay yourself yeah. early on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'll yeah. be fine. I will, I will say my mother-in-law, I went to her house and she brought up this study. Oh, she really? said, Eli, I heard that the average, average retirement, what people are expecting is 1.3. And I, I responded, that makes me mad. And she kind of looked at me and she goes, why does that make you mad? And I said, because this, who cares about 1.3? 1.3 doesn't matter to, maybe it matters to someone, but to 95% of the people, it, it, that's an arbitrary number. You, you know, it, it is, but is that not probably one of the most common questions that we get as financial advisors yeah. is, how much do I need to retire? And, you yeah. know, we can do rough calculations and so forth. But, you know, to be honest with you, I've had clients that with their lifestyle, they couldn't retire on $4 million, And I've got other Mm-mm. clients that could retire on 500000 Yep, And it's, so it's, rel- that, it's all relative. It, it, it absolutely is. It's about, you know, debt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is your debt under control? Do you have any debt going into what to retirement? You, what do you care about in mm-hmm. our does that Absolutely. cost a lot? I mean, I've got some clients that they're a married couple. They're in their 80s, and they're, they're getting two Social Security payments. And that meets every one of their living expenses, you know, and then some. Mm-hmm. And so it is. That that number is arbitrary. It's it's something that's nice to shoot for because then you can kind of say, okay, here's how we're, what we're going to plan to. But Well, let me tell you something about that number, though, and how and why I agree with Eli. That is – it is kind of – I mean, it's it's the number. you got to have something. Sure. I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Go back to the 80s. So you think about people that are in their 60s now, okay? He can't go back to I know he can't go back there. (laughs) What a a great But they are, in the 80s, they are what Eli's age is now, okay? Now, back if you go back in the 80s, 401ks were just beginning. Mm -hmm. The idea of saving was just beginning. And if you go back in time, Social Security was designed to pay us out when we were going to die. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you go back to how Social Security was found in the average Mm -hmm. lifespan, and that's why Social Security is out of control and will never be fixed. So, because they haven't adjusted that, right? Oh, John. No, no, but it should be like Social Security (laughs) should not be given until you're 83 if you go back to what Congress passed in the 30s. The point is, when you go back to the 80s, if you had had this thing, survey, and somebody would have said a million dollars is what it takes to retire, they, they would have been like, oh, well, I'm never going to get to a million dollars. Because a million dollars in the 80s, just go watch an Austin Powers movie, and you know how, how change it's the, the change. One million dollars. So it is a lot more today, right? So when you get somebody that was in the eight, 1980s and they said they wanted to retire when they got to a million dollars, and they retire in the 2000s with a million dollars, it does not go right. the way they thought it would. Mm-hmm. So when you see 1.3, if you're in your 20s, Eli, you're going to have to have more than 1.3, yes. I guess is my point, with inflation, with yes. life, with everything going up crazy. So the numbers are just numbers. But back to your point, um, it's all relative. You either learn to live on what you have or you keep don't. Working. Or you keep working right. or you or you don't live. Mm-hmm. Well, you ready to shift gears? <laughs> Do y'all watch? Are y'all MMA from, from UFC fans? Do y'all watch any of that? Are we going from Austin Powers to MMA? We're going to Austin Powers to MMA. Yeah. Do y'all do y'all watch? <laughs> I know. I've, I know of it. Um, it makes me cringe. I can't. I can't watch it. I can't. Yeah. Go can't see. It. Do I look like I watch MMA? Uh, good point. <laughs> well, the 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 media world, the entertainment world, the business world is kind of a buzz because last week. What started out 
on Twitter <laughs> as what many thought was kind of a joke has kind of morphed into this, could it really happen? Mm-hmm. Um, what we're talking about is people around the world are asking, will we get to see Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg punch each other <laughs> in the face? <laughs> UFC president Dana White says he, be- he believes that the two are serious about setting up a cage fight. And White says that he's actively trying to help organize it. Musk, gosh, I can't even talk about this with a straight face. <laughs> Musk previously tweeted that he was up for a cage fight with Zuckerberg, to which Zuckerberg replied, name the location, to which Musk responded, Vegas Octagon. The only place. <laughs> obviously. Musk has also made jokes about the fight, so it's unclear if he's truly serious about it. But Dana White says that both men have martial arts training, which is a whole lot different than getting punched in the face. Mm -hmm. Um, And that Zuckerberg has shown an interest um, in MMA since attending a UFC fight in October. I've also heard that, you know, the tickets would be astronomical. All proceeds would go to billionaires that are going to be going to it. Right. Or or a lot of mad people on Twitter that want to see. Anyway, it's. It would be interesting. And then what? Then that begs the question, okay, if Elon Musk and Zuckerberg are going to do it, who else would we like to see in the octagon? Oh, I've got a few. We, I've got we, a few good Yeah, we, we might not want to throw out names lest hey, we get no. in trouble. P- put but. that in the comments on YouTube. Is, maybe yes. our next presidential like election should be decided by who wins the cage match. That is possible. You know, there you go. I don't know. I saw, I saw a, a video of Kennedy bench pressing and – Oh. I mean, he had some strength. So. You know, I mean, I don't know. It, it, so leaving your con- uh, comments in our section, uh, who would you like to see in an MMA? <laughs> who would UFC you take, fight? Zuckerberg versus, versus Elon? I, I think Zuckerberg would have a little speed. Um, My money's on Elon. Is it? I, I go for the angry, bitter guy versus the happy-go-lucky guy. <laughs> so I would take Zuckerberg. So I think he just, you know, that, that anger would drive him. It's, yeah. You know, he's that, that Anakin Skywalker in him. You know, he would just come yeah, out. Th- there's fighting. quite a weight class difference there between those two. You know, you know, and then locally here, you know, David and Matt are both on vacation. So maybe we could cage match David and Matt. I, I think know. that's that's a I, good idea. You got the Wiley Air Force veteran versus the young Harding yeah. basketball, basketball star. Collegiate basketball player. Wow. Fighter pilot versus basketball <laughs> player. <laughs> oh, my word. We do like to have a little fun on on these podcasts from time to time. So uh, stay tuned to Twitter and to see what happens in that. But as we always like to do, we like to end with a thought of the day on our market moments. This one this week comes from the Roman poet Virgil. Fortune sides with him who dares. Fortune sides with him who dares. I think that uh, means don't be afraid to take some risk. And if I could add a thought of the day squared. So just Go ahead. A, a second thought yeah. of the day. Since 1928, okay, so yeah. since 1928, the U.S. stock market has been more likely to be up 20% or more than down. Period. Period. So that goes right in, right along with fortune sides with, with those who dare. Yeah. Um, the grumpy side of me is... That's only a 95-year study. I need 100 years before I would buy in on that. Mm. Of so course. If, I, well, if we re-bring that out in five years, let's see if that's still the same, Eli. <laughs> well, we, we Can have we get enjoyed, an e- Eeyore sticker? <laughs> yeah. Over. We have enjoyed this week's podcast uh, for Oscar the Grouch, Eli Freeman, and Lee Mackey. We hope you have a great week, and we will see you on next time's Market Moment.
quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC, Mach 1, is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Rogers, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Third-party ratings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client, nor are they representative of any one client's evaluation. All investment strategies have the potential for profit and loss, including the loss of principal. Actual account results may have been higher or lower than the results mentioned, depending on an individual's investment timing, cash movement, size of the account, and client restriction. Past performance is not indicative of future results. For full disclosures, please see mock-1financial.com disclosures.